Of the Beats, Brews, and Points of View podcast. I'm your host, Neil Richter, along with my co host and partner in podcasting again to my left this week, E Man Bass. P I P Bass. <laughs> Did I say Bates? Yeah, I think you said Bass. No, I think I just, I think you just heard me wrong. Did I hear that? I'm, 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 I, I, I don't it. know, man. That's all good. E Man Bates. E Man Bates. Yeah, that's me, P I P, which is me. We're back for episode 59, almost to that, uh, that 60 milestone there coming up. Oh man, that's right. We're coming up on an ARP card soon. <laughs> yeah, we are. E-man bass guy, that's what I should have called you. Bass guy. <laughs> but uh, welcome Woo! to another episode. Uh, that track Woo! that we just opened up the show with was the brand new single from Glass Animals featuring Denzel Curry. That song is called Tokyo Drifting. Uh, I hope that's off Glass Animals' new project coming out because they haven't had anything in a minute now. I think their last album was... Uh, I want to say 2017. I genuinely never heard of them. Oh, dude, they're fucking amazing. They're a band from the UK that just I, I got into them honestly back when like Pandora was really popping, and I was listening to like I think I was listening to Alt J Radio, and they were on they came on through Alt J Radio, and then I was like, well, I like these guys even more than Alt J now. So, and I've seen them a couple times live. They do a really dope cover of um, Love Lockdown by Kanye, and they do a really dope cover of uh, Crazy by Gnarls Barkley. So nice. That is pretty sweet as well. Um, but yeah, welcome to another episode. It is another episode of just E Man and myself uh, with no guests, which is kind of uh, 
kind of my favorite ones because I was really, I, actually, I'm really proud of how the episode came out last week. So if you haven't listened to us yet, go listen to episode 58 because I think we uh, we came back swinging after a couple, well, a week off and then a misstep week. So I'm really happy how it turned out. I actually thought it was pretty funny and listened back myself and was really uh, happy with the end product. So yeah, dude, it was good. Yep, I'm yep. Big fan of it. Anyways, how's your week going, bro? Stressful. Yeah, man. I feel like the holiday weeks at like working, man. Just, I know you got the bread industry, it's I got crazy. the beer industry. So between the two, it's just yeah. Yeah. Just for an example, we're running at, at work right now. So we make these uh uh like dinner rolls. They're like kind of like half cooked, so like called brown and serves. So right. like you can cook them for Thanksgiving dinner or whatever. We're running those right now from the time that I just left work till tomorrow at noon. So like 14, 15 straight hours running just those. <laughs> so yeah we're uh, a little crazy at work right now have you heard so real quick did you hear about the whole thing about the liquor shortage in michigan right now there's a liquor shortage yeah there's so, a white claw shortage i didn't know about a liquor shortage well, i'm gonna shut the there's, door there's no white claw shortage now i can tell you that for sure because it's, <laughs> it's cold out so that's yeah, not that's a thing true. and you know that's what i deal with so uh and right now so like one of the actually one of if not the biggest uh wholesaler in liquor in the state of michigan mm-hmm. they were located in brownstown i forgot the name of them but they were located in brownstown right mm-hmm. uh they relocated to livonia the problem is they didn't shut down production a week to get everything switched over so what's going on at the factory is a bunch of shit is getting broken a bunch of stuff's going on where people are not getting their orders on time like there's orders like three weeks to a month behind like a lot of bars a lot of liquor stores are like getting their orders like three weeks late and people like to drink at the holidays so that's not good exactly (laughs) or on top of that they're uh not they're holding their checks like the checks from their orders so they're not taking the money out but they take them out or they'll take them out all at once that's crazy three checks out at once so people are getting like one of my stores today or not today but last week i was at one of my stores in dearborn Mm -hmm. i was talking to them about that like and they were saying like yeah we got like 150 grand coming out in liquor between the three checks so I'm like Jesus Christ. So he was like, "Yeah, man, go a little easy on us today." I'm like, "Got you, bro." Well, <laughs> so, you guys might the liquor industry might be saved by the weed industry because December first in Michigan, the recreational pot shops are finally starting to open up and uh, allowed to legally sell uh, recreational marijuana. That's gonna hurt my company. But Maybe <laughs> that's gonna. I, hurt. That's I don't gonna... know. People like to drink and smoke, so nah, I think it'll be fine. Bro, the people that want to like, I feel like people are just gonna switch vices. Oh, I'm, I'm, I cannot wait, bro. I haven't smoked <laughs> weed all month. I'm doing this no weed November deal, and then January I'm doing just weed. January no booze. <laughs> Last year I did the both at the same time, and it was a little stressful. So I, no, <laughs> I decided not to do that this year. But uh, no weed November, bro, is crazy because my dreams are just absurd right now. I, I put a little notepad next to my bed, and I've been like writing down some of the crazier ones. And some of my dreams have been straight up out of like Rob Zombie movies right now. Like the bad guys are like these crazy That's looking, like, all like the yeah, it, they're real dark, dark, dude. I got saved by a little girl Talking from House getting of a Thousand Corpses. Straight Rob up, Zombie, dude. Straight up like that. It three was from Hell. Yeah. Forty was it? Forty three. <laughs> what was the other one where the fucking people? It was like all the rich people were killing the poor people. Not the Purge, but the Rob Zombie one. Mm, I don't remember that one. It was. Damn, I forgot the name of it. Devil's Rejects? No, not Devil's Rejects. Um, uh, it was like 42 or some shit. Like, text oh. C-Bone, he'll know. <laughs> C-Bone's the wizard at that stuff. Um, no, but it's funny because these pot shops are finally opening, and I, I, got a, I got a little gripe with the city of Detroit right now. 31. 
That was the name. Thirty One's name. Yes. I never even heard of that one. Oh, I, that, that had the homeboy that just uh, died recently. Huh? I mean, he's. I mean, he's been. In, he's been. Th- in all he's of been them? in all of them. Okay. But yeah, uh, you say you got great with the city of Detroit. I got a great with the city of Detroit, a city that could desperately use money for schools, for the bus system, for a multitude of different things. Declined to have recreational pot shops opening up in there. Who Detroit? Detroit. The city of Detroit will not be opening any pot shops. Oh, so I get it. I 100 percent get it. Why they didn't do that? For, yeah, for I don't. It's it absolutely sucks. ludicrous. However, stupid. I know why they did that because they're scared of people robbing those stores. Oh, that could be a good <laughs> point. No, but I don't. I don't I think that's what it is though, because I think it just pa- it passed with like the city hall or whatever, which is so dumb because the city of Detroit needs money more than anything. They're shutting down schools left and right, which is ridiculous. I mean, teachers are buying their own supplies for schools and shit, and the pot industry is going to be a multi-billion-dollar I mean, industry. Because you can go to Ferndale, which I think Ferndale. Yeah, I'm just it. saying it, they're just missing it's out, right and they're just door. they're just not going to reap the benefits from it. So Fer- sure. they said the three major ones around here are going to be Ann Arbor. The hubs they said are going to be Ferndale, Ann Arbor, and Ipsy, and. 79% of the cities. Wait, how, Ann Arbor and Ipsy are both hubs. They're right next door to each other. Yeah, but they're both two cities that let it, let it, let it fly. Okay. Um, so no but 79% of the cities that um, are around the Metro Detroit area have declined the uh, recreational pot as of now. So I, I get it. Like, I know, Pon- like, off the rip, like last year, Pontiac said they weren't going to do it. Plymouth said they weren't going to do it. I know. It's so uh, dumb. To me, it's just like it's just a it's just like this whole Joe Biden shit, which is another reason I will not vote for this asshole because he's trying to. <laughs> There's so it's just old men stuck in their ways. Like pot's a gateway drug. To call pot a gateway drug in 2019 is like archaic and just so stupid. Like it is the dumbest shit I've ever heard. It pot is not a gateway drug. Alcohol is a gateway drug if you really want to get down to it. Like it's just very silly. Um, and for for Joe Biden to claim to be progressive. That is like the most unprogressive thing I've heard. And to try to govern what people want to do with their bodies and their minds is, um, I don't know, I think it's really ridiculous and absurd. So Joe Biden, you will not be getting my vote, sir. Bernie Sanders 2020, baby. Um, But yeah, that's all I got on the pot situation. I don't want to get into too much of a rant. I just, I'm so excited for, I mean, at least Ferndale's close to us. That's what I said, Ferndale's right (laughs) next door, so I wouldn't even trip if I were you. Yeah, I'm not tripping. I just think it's it's just stupid for the city of Detroit, a city that needs so much money. As far as security and shit goes, I get it. Mm -hmm. But... And and they sh- certainly don't have any problems with keeping booze around at every liquor store and every there's a liquor store on every other corner of of the hood. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's just well, yeah, like, I mean because it's those, just ridiculous. Yeah, I mean that that's a hundred percent. That makes sense. Unfortunately, but yeah, and it's funny too because Joe Biden probably got like uh, it sucks. He probably got his house lined with top shelf liquor, but you know that's fine. But pots pots the evil one, right? You know, the reefer badness is still in his mind. Stupid ass old guy. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah. Anyways, we want to, I guess we can get straight into trying out our beers this week since uh, we got no guest interview. Um, Email, what did you bring for us? So, a name we say a lot in this podcast, Atwater Brewing. One of our favorites. Uh, Yeah, one of our favorites indeed. I love the brewery, love the people there. I got to know some of the staff, so yeah. Nick's played there a couple times. Nick's played there a couple times. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, So they have their seasonal that just actually came out. The Liebenkuchen Christmas Ale. What is it called? Liebenkuchen. <laughs> yeah, nice. Oh, it's actually nice and cold too. Liebenkuchen. Yeah, I guess that's. Yeah, I guess that's. Le- yeah, 
I'd go with that. All right. So <laughs> if you follow us on Untapped at uh, untapped.com slash Beats and Brews Official, uh, when we look up the description on the beer, it says, quote, spice subtle with spice, uh, spice subtly with local produced ginger and almond flavorings to enhance cookie-like impression of the beer. German holiday treat similar to gingerbread. Okay, so I'm I'm, it, I'm expecting some. I'm expecting says it pairs pairs well with mistletoe, red noses, and candy canes. <laughs> nice. okay. That's pretty funny. Getting the holiday spirit. Six percent alcohol. Just, just yeah, six percent alcohol. Twenty eight IBU, so it's not really that bitter. I'm expecting kind of like a like a toasted like multi, not necessarily multi, but like a toasted like taste to it. Kind of like something kind of crisp, like that. You know, like that warm. Uh, Christmas Day cookie feel, if you will. Yeah. yeah. No, I agree with you on that. I'm gonna, let's uh, crack these. Oh, while we're going to crack these bad boys open, I got to actually credit our, our roommate, Sean Davies, for showing me this track. Um, this is a new track by The Game featuring Anderson Pac, and it's called Stainless, which actually has a really awesome fucking music video that accompanies it, where there's, in the beginning of it, there's this badass Lamborghini that they're cruising around that has a portrait of Nipsey Hussle on the hood. Which is super dope. So while we crack open these beers and give them a little sip, here's a little taste, which I think is going to be off Game's brand new album coming out sometime either the end of this year Born or early rap. 2020. He actually just released a cover uh, today. Oh, shit. Sweet. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's awesome. Um, but yeah, so here's a little bit of this while we crack these bad boys up. Rolling with the vibe, she rolling with the vibe. She rolling with the vibe. Two AM, I was all alone. 
Stainless by The Game featuring Anderson Pac. Um, that is supposedly on Game's new album coming out, which, man, I have always been a giant fan of Game. I, when him and um, G Unit went their separate ways, I was totally on Gabe's side. I was riding with the Black Wall Street guys, and I, <laughs> I was all fuck G Unit at that point, even though I love them both now. But, um, man, I, I just. I cannot wait for that project. Documentary is probably one of my favorite albums. Of oh, the dude, it's so good. good. Yeah, I agree with you for still sure. Great. Totally agree with you. Um, and man, I swear to God, if you put Anderson, pa- like, I, I wonder how much he charges for a feature because you put him on your song, it's guaranteed to be a smash, in my opinion. He's just a feature killer, bro. Every time he's featured on a song, it's amazing to me. Um, and I just heard another song actually. I, we're, we're not going to play it this week, but uh, I don't know, maybe next week or something. There's a new Mark Ronson song out featuring Anderson Pac that I just heard today. It was on my like uh, suggested new tracks on title. Um, I forget the name of it, but you can probably go search uh, Mark Ronson and I'm sure it'll pop up. Um, but yeah, man, that was a really good one. Um, I like that song and I'm excited for the project. But uh, on to these beers. What do you think about the beer, dude? I like this beer and I'm excited <laughs> really, for this beer. I really like this beer too, dude. This is tasty. Yeah, I gotta. I, gotta, I can't even decide what I. T- it definitely tastes like it's, um, it's definitely a roasted malt characteristic yeah. to it, oh, and it's my. actually a lot more spicy. It's like more spice than I thought it would be. A little bit. It's very like it's it's not it's subtle, but you know it's there. Like you can tell like off the rip as soon as you taste it, it's it's there. It almost feels like like a dark IPA kind of like in a weird way. You know what I mean? Like I don't know how to describe it. It, it looks like a, I mean it's a red ale. It looks it's like not a red as ale. Sweet as a normal IPA that I would say, but it has that definitely has that like that bitterness a little bit to it, like the IPAs do. Yeah, I really tastes, like it. It tastes a little bit more than twenty eight to me, to be honest with you, for the IBU count. Yeah, I agree. Um, yeah, I, I I like it. Nice head, like nice head, nice pour. Uh, very smooth consistency to it. Yeah, I got I got I'm no fault with this it. Again, I'd, I could have a couple of these for sure. I, if I didn't have to drive home tonight, I would. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, now that's what we got to do, and uh, it's been a long day, so I can't be drinking and driving just like that song said what, what does he say on that <laughs> right on that course <laughs> he's like i don't drink and drive but i gotta be high something like that um but yeah that is some good stuff but um i guess we can move right along into our something old something new this week which actually was kind of a slower week for music 
So I, I don't have I a really ton have of something many. new. I have a few um, that were kind of off. The, the One of them's not even a, an artist. It's a soundtrack. And then one's a newer project or a new artist that is undiscovered to me until this week. And then another one is an album that I listened to that I did not like. And I know some girls that I am friends with that I trust their taste in music liked it a lot. So I'm going to go ahead and just put it in the not for me category. And I think it's because he caters to women a little bit more. Like his music is more ushered in towards their, uh, their style. And that one, I'll start with that one because actually we got to start with something old. So we'll go something old first. And I actually have a good one for something old this week. Um, I kicked it all the way back to 1971 with the fifth studio album uh, by Pink Floyd. It's called Metal. And the reason I checked or that I picked this album is because I feel like it gets kind of wa- or skipped over a lot of the times by Pink Floyd fans or by the masses, I guess, unless you're not probably not by Pink Floyd fans, but by the masses. Um, and I, I find it to be an interesting album because with most of Pink Floyd's music, Roger Waters wrote all of the lyrics. Well, for the most part, wrote most of their lyrics and then the band put together the music for it. David Gilmour and Nick Mason and all those guys put together the music for it. But this was the only album they made where all of the guys wrote all of like they all contributed lyrically to this album, um, which I think is kind of cool. And there's a track on it that really the one the one soul track that is written by Roger Waters himself is called Saint Tropez on there. And that's just like a great, great fucking song. And um, I just really like this album. I think it's uh, it's definitely different than most of Pink Floyd's. It's not as um, as spaced out as like Dark Side is and stuff like that. It's kind of more like, um, I don't know. It's You just ha- kind of have to listen to it. it. Definitely, I feel like it plays nice in the summertime. Definitely Saint-Tropez does. Um, and most notably from that album, I think it was the song Echo, which became pretty popular and then went on to become like the name of their greatest hits and stuff. Um, but I don't know. I just really, really like the album. And it's just crazy to think to me also that that, that was already their fifth studio album considering that pink floyd started in 1965 that just goes to show how like prolific those guys were back then because putting out like an album a year now sometimes you get guys that don't drop an album in three four years you know what i mean so i uh i just really really like that album and i think if you haven't visited that album in a while or if you've never heard it at all i would definitely go check it out um it's one of my faves so that is what I had for something old this week. E-Man, you got anything for something old? Yep. So I decided one of my favorite eras of hip-hop has always been like the early 2000 crunk era. Always. <laughs> always been one of my favorite eras <laughs> for of sure. hip-hop. Like, just because that's when I like started really listening to hip-hop like as just like a... You know, as a fan, yeah. Because I mean, I grew up. I mean, I grew up on like certain hip hop, but then I always listened to, like different shit at the same time. But For sure, it was like solely like, man, this is my shit. One of my favorite artists from that era, from that era, who you know doesn't make music anymore because he got so much money invested in tech companies. So mm-hmm. shout out to him, Chameleon Era. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna go 2007. I'm gonna go Ultimate Victory. By Fuck Ka- yeah, yeah, dude! It was such a good album, Hip Hop Police. Yeah, uh, one of my favorite tracks on there, or the single with Lil Wayne, mm-hmm. uh, Rockstar. Yeah, that's yeah. a great one. Dude, Chameleon is also a great I, the um, mixtape messiah, bro. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> oh my, this dude put out so many fucking mixtapes his career. He's like, also brilliant. He's he's, <laughs> he's like one of the smartest fucking yeah dudes. Like, he's in super the smart. He's a great example of how to further your business in hip hop because hip hip hop is like football. It doesn't have a big shelf life. You know what I mean? You're yeah. Like, 
three and out sometimes. You that know dude, what I mean? You his second have, stage of his career was yeah. He made more money easily off the second stage of his career than he did off the hip hop. No, stuff. he realized that too. He, yeah. He quick. He actually said that he goes like, I look at how many like millionaires and billionaires there are in the industry, and like, and like I think Kanye West said this too. It was like. People like Lucian Grange and, you know, like the Jimmy IV and stuff like that, they own X amount of the music industry, if you really think sure. about it. Like, the artists only own, like, what, like, 20, 30% mm-hmm. of the industry? Yeah. So, I mean, he got out when he could. He invested his money wisely in a tech company, and it paid out, man. So, shout out to Chameleon there. Shout out to Chameleon. Always been one of my favorites. So. Uh, actually, I got a quick shout out to my boy, Chris Kalija. He has uh, always been a gigantic Chameleon Air fan, and I know he'd probably... Be mad at me if I didn't mention him on that because he's still to this day he's still bumping millionaire stuff. You know what's actually funny too? I remember one time uh, I can't remember what album it was on. He showed me a Chameleonaire song where Chameleonaire literally like everyone that was popular in rap right then he did a verse like doing an impression of that person and it was hilarious. He did like all the biggest names and and he actually sounded like these guys and it was just hilarious. So I I have to uh, holler at Chris. Chris if you're watching this by chance. Let me know what the name of that song is, or uh, I'll text you later on tonight and find out what that is, because I, I got to pull it up and show E-Man that shit later. But that's a good one, E-Man. I've, I, I'm going to go back and start listening to some Chameleon Air, dude. That was good, It's man. been a minute. Yeah. Was he was shit. great. He really he was is. great. And I mean, remember how Poppin' Robin, Riding Dirty was like, god damn, that, that song was That took everywhere. him over the edge. That, no, <laughs> what was that track with Little Flip? That's the name of us in a while. Oh, but, shit. Uh, <laughs> What was it, dub? I forget the name of the little flip track. All I remember my little flip was In the trunk. In the trunk. In the trunk, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. That's awesome. But anyways, moving along to something new. I had three. As I said, one undiscovered. One was a compilation, which was a soundtrack. And the other one I did not like very much at all. Um... But that's fine. I, and I realize that some people probably will like this project a lot, but I've, I've just come to realize that Tory Lane's voice, yep. his singing voice, just is not for me. He, I just can't do the mediocre voice masked by auto-tune on every single track. It just, he just doesn't have a strong singing voice to me, and his singing voice gets washed by the features on this album. I think it's... All right, so production-wise, I think it's great because it's um, the Chicks Tape al- or Part 5 which he's basically just rapping over remixed versions of popular songs like Beautiful by Snoop Dogg, Let's Get Blown by Snoop Dogg and Pharrell. There's a whole bunch of them. But, um, and he's got those, which is cool. The cool part is that he has those artists that were on the original tracks as features on here. So there's like a new verse to Beautiful by Snoop Dogg. It's like a revamped uh, version. There's a revamped version of Splash Waterfalls by Ludacris on there. Um, I mean, it's a mixtape, right? Yeah, it's so, a mixtape, yeah. yeah. But I just cannot get into Tory Lane's singing voice, bro. I just, it, it bothers me. I don't know. It just it bugs me. It's not very good. It, I don't like the content that he's talking about. Like, I was like Netflix and chilling and going to McDonald's. I don't know. It was just not there for me. Um, but I, I don't know. I never really got into Tory Lane's in general. It, I mean, yeah. there, there's songs that are, he has are dope, but yeah. I just never really been a fan. Like overall, like I, I learned, I wouldn't go in my car and be like, "Hey man, let's play a Tory Lane's track." Sure, right, me neither. I, I just I just never been. I mean, nothing wrong with him. He's talented. It's just right, not, it's ta- just he not definitely for is. Me. And I have no problem with him, and, I, and I'm not writing him off either. I'm sure there's a song that'll come out at some point where I'm like, "Oh, that's really sweet." Or I do like that one remix track where him and Joyner Lucas are just like rapping their asses off. I think that's pretty dope. I think he actually has a pretty strong uh, like flow and cadence to his raps when he's actually rapping. He doesn't really 
the content wise is not really that much there, but um to me, especially the tracks that are featured that have featured um other R and B singers on them, I think he just gets fucking washed by them. Like there's a song on here with Chris Brown where like in my opinion well, the song gets two hundred percent better well, yeah, sounding as soon as Chris Brown starts singing. I'm like, damn, he's just a way better artist. Um so yeah, I don't know. It's just not for me. And and I get it, it's probably um I think I think women will de- like cater to this one a little bit more. I think it's de- I think that's what he made it for. To be honest with you, um, but yeah, I don't know. It just wasn't wasn't my cup of tea. But um, yeah. So that was the one that I didn't like very much. Um, the second one that I listened to that I loved that was an undiscovered artist to me. Um, I just clicked on it because I thought the album cover was cool and it was an R and B track and I or R and B album and I like R and B right now. And um, it's an artist. Her name is Quinn, and the album is called Lucid, and it's just real groovy, man. It's like got these awesome, deep, um, real like sexy, cool bass lines on them. Like that sound just so good on your headphones. Black is featured on a couple songs. He's on this one track called Chocolate Mushrooms that I think is really cool, um, or Mushroom Chocolate. I think is the name Mushroom of it. Mushroom Chocolate. Yeah, and uh, it's just really cool, man. It's just the really deep grooves her voice is real cool and sexy and it's it's definitely a headphones album it's one of the ones you want to put your headphones on or have some kind of like nice system on uh to listen to it but actually when i listened to it i was actually it was one of the freezing ass cold days here in detroit and i was trying to go get some overalls at carhartt so i walked my ass up to carhartt from our crib which is only a mile away from my house did you know that sounds about right it's actually yeah. 1.1 1. Okay. 1 miles away yeah, from my house right over it's right over 94 yeah, right over Cass. yeah. um so yeah, I walked up to Carhartt and I listened to that album on the way and on the way back and I was just really, really big fan of it. The track, there's two tracks with Black that sound really nice on there. Um, I anything that he, I think he's another feature killer. I was talking about Anderson Pac. I think Black is great on these features, man. He's been on a lot lately too, too that I've been uh, posting about and stuff. Um, so yeah, I really enjoyed that project. And then thirdly, which was probably my favorite of the week, was the soundtrack for the upcoming movie Queen and Slim. Um, did you get a chance to listen to that yet? Not yet. It is really, really strong. There is a bunch. Let me just pull it up on here just so I can name off some of the artists that are on there for you. Um, I cannot wait to see the movie, to be honest with you. Queen and Slim, it kind of is like a, kind of seems like a, if you haven't seen the preview yet, it's kind of almost like a black Bonnie and Clyde type situation. You know what I mean? So right. it's, um, I forget the young gentleman's name, but the guy from the main character from Get Out. Oh yeah. Daniel Kittery. Kuchara, Kitera. Yeah, he was also in uh, Black Panther. Yeah, he's in a bunch of shit. He was in in Black Mirror, too. Yeah, Yeah, he was in Black Mirror, too. Yeah, he's a really strong actor. And um, so it's basically he's meeting up with his new girl or whatever. They're kind of hitting it off or whatever. And on their way home, they get pulled over by the police. And she goes to pull out her cell phone. And the cop draws his gun. And I think he... Well, what it looks like from the preview is he kills the cop. And then it's them two, like, on the run from the law, kind of in a Bonnie and Clyde type situation. And it just looks really intense. I know, really intense. I know uh, Lena Waithe is attached to it, who me and him are both fans of. We talk about her on the podcast. She was heavily uh, behind the Masters of None with Aziz Ansari. She was one of the main writers on there. Um, so, yeah. She's, I'm on, she's on the show. Yeah, she's on Masters Yeah, yeah, of she's None. on yeah. it too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, let me just pull this real quick. And swim. Soundtrack. Go. So here, so I can read off some of the artists that are on here. Um, track one, you got Megan the Stallion, which is a really strong song. Uh, track two is Bilel and Raphael Sadiq. 
Track three is Vince Staples, Black, and Murba. Uh, track four is Tiana Major, who I'm not sure with, of, but also uh, Earth Gang is on that track. Track five is Sid. Uh, track six has BJ's The Chicago Kid. Seven is Choker, who I'm unfamiliar with. Track eight is Lil Baby. And I got to give a little bit of credit, dear, because I have always kind of shit on Lil Baby. I've never been really into his music. I kind of dig this song. Catch of the Sun is the name of it. And the production is really cool. I'm still not a humongous fan of his rapping, but I thought this was a cool song. Um, track nine is actually the first new song Lauren Hill's put out in 16 fucking years, uh, which is called Guarding the Gates. Um, so that's kind of cool. I know my friend Shay is a giant fan of Burna Boy. Burna Boy is on track uh, 10. Track 11 is Blood Orange. Uh, yeah, and that's the, that's the last track on there. And Blood Orange is, I talk about Dev Hines all the time. I think he's just brilliant um, as a musician and an artist. Um, I love everything that guy does. So yeah, definitely go check out that Queen and the Slim. It's, except for, without, with the exception of the track with Megan the Stallion and Burna Boy, it's kind of a more like smooth R&B vibe. But those two songs are really hype. I really like Megan the Stallion, by the way. She's really grown on me. Like I think she can really rap her ass. I up. never literally listened to her whole project. Then again, I mean, I won't. I write her, a whole project. I won't either. write her off because I I used to not like Cash Doll at all, and then she grown me with her last album. Same here. So, yeah. Same here. Oh, by the way, I gotta say, I, Ebro. So I'm a big fan of like Ebro and Rosenberg and all the guys from Hot 97. And he posted how like how awesome Doja Cat's new album is. I listened to I it. I haven't listened to it. I don't yeah. know what the fuck he was talking about, bro. That shit is not for me at all. I haven't it, listened to it. It is like really girly. <laughs> like, I don't know what the hell he's. I don't know. She. I get what he meant by she's saying that she can rap, but it's like it's kind of weird. Yeah, it's great. Um, but yeah, it's just not. Uh, definitely not in my wheelhouse. I think it's definitely more for the women that uh, Doja Cat album. Nick. Uh, Nick just came in. And what's up, Nikki? Hello. Shout out to Nick. Nick is going to Florida tomorrow morning because he's got a gig. He's getting flown out Look to Florida to play a gig. But um, yeah, so that's what my three uh something news were for this week. E man, what did you get? I listened to no new albums, however, I have two new singles. Nice. What yep. we got? So first of all was uh one of my favorite artists, or one of my favorite rappers, somebody I kind of slept on for a while and then kind of got back into him recently, just due to Sean. Uh, Fabulous dropped a new single, uh, Bombs. Oh, shit, I didn't even back know on, that. Yeah, uh, stands for Back on My Bullshit, which he announced Ooh. that his new uh, new project, Summertime Shootout 3, is coming. Dope, dude. I so, love which that. I love that. I love that series. So I'm, yep. I'm really happy about that. Uh, the feature is dope, man. It's like all straight flow for the most part. Like, I love it's, it. it's dope. I'm a big fan of that. We and, just played Fabo last week too on that track with Dave East, which is really dope too. That uh, what's going on is the name of that track that we played last week. And what was the other single you got to? So my other single was that track with uh, what do you call it? It's called Black Savage. Ooh, that's a which, good song. Which uh, Royce to Five Nine, Sid Ari the Kid, White Gold, Sahai the Prince, and Ti. Yes, sir. Dude, it was so good. <laughs> it is really good. It really is. Royce fucking murdered that shit. Yeah, he did. Sahai <laughs> murdered that. Sahai did too. It was good to hear Sai High because I really haven't heard much from him since, since No Dope, Dope on, on Sundays, Sundays yeah. which I still played. I still that album still gets like replayed. That that's a great. Me. That's a phenomenal. I love that opening with uh, him and uh, Pusha T. Yeah, that, that album get, gets replayed. He brought Jagged me. Edge up on that album, which was crazy. We hadn't heard nothing from Jagged Edge in a minute. Actually, Jagged Edge is on the Tory Tory Lanez album as, as well. Now that I think really? about it, yeah, oh. yeah, they are. <laughs> but no, that's yeah, Royce man, Royce is oh. 
noteworthy too that I didn't even know until I saw Kid Vicious, Royce's brother, tweet about it. Uh, Royce produced the song too. Did he? Yeah. Oh, nice. Hell DJ yeah. Premier has got him, uh, taught him how to produce music pretty damn well, I got to say, because uh, Royce also did that Field Negro song that he put out like well, a couple months ago. Yeah. Or was it last year or a couple months maybe ago? Maybe it was a couple months ago. Maybe I'm just, yeah, maybe yeah, I'm maybe tripping. It had to be like, it was definitely earlier in the year if it yeah. did, but. I think it was like around the time that like the Kaepernick shit was like really popping off because that's kind of what was the theme of that song. Um but yeah, that's those are two good ones. It is funny, dude. Like I thought there was gonna be there was an uh there was an indie album that I wanted to listen to, but I didn't get around to it. Milky Chance put out a new album, which I liked their first project, but I the first couple songs that came off this new project, like the first couple singles or whatever, I didn't think were that strong. So I haven't gotten around to it yet. I probably will eventually, but at, worth noting if you're a indie indie rock fan, uh Milky Chance also has a new project out that I don't know. Um I can't really tell you if it's good or not, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's what we had for something old, something new this week. Um, moving along, I didn't have, you know what's crazy? No birthdays or RIPs that I noted in my, did you, did you note any? I really didn't. That's crazy, which I, I guess that's a good thing that there was no uh, RIPs, but no birthdays either. But we did have a couple anniversaries to get to today. Um, Dr. Dre's The Chronic, 2001. Uh, that's a classic uh just turned 20 i believe because it actually didn't come out in 2001 i think it came out in uh 99 or 2000 i want to say um but yeah that one i just saw like a little blurb there's a little thing with him and jimmy iveen talking about it and how they were ready to get uh they were gearing up to release the next episode as the first single off it and jimmy iveen was like no 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 no. this is a good song and everything but we need something else and that's when uh brought on Eminem and they did forgot about Dre and Dr. Dre talks about how that song forever changed the course of his life because it was the first really gigantic thing that he did um like with a song with him and M rapping together besides obviously uh the one on Eminem's album uh Guilty Conscious right but he said like that changed his life forever he was like that just catapulted my rap career into a whole different lane that he's like People were counting me out already because I hadn't put out an album since, you know, the original Chronic, and and that just changed my life. And he was like, I thank Eminem and Jimmy Iovine for for bringing that around. And uh, so yeah, so that's celebrating an anniversary, and then one an anniversary that has nothing to do with music, but sports. Shifting gears a little here is today uh, is actually the fifteenth anniversary of the Malice in the Palace. From when is. the giant that ass fight is. between the, the Pacers, Pacers and the Pistons at the Palace of Auburn Hills. And if, uh, I mean, anyone listening to this podcast has got to remember that shit, but it was when, uh, how did it start? Was it Jermaine O'Neal was the one that started it, right? He was like laying on, or no, it was Ron Artest no, that Ron started Artest. it. It was Ron Artest. It wasn't really started. Ron Artest, it was the fan. It was definitely it a was fan. Really the fan. But it was because but Ron Artest got up and laid down on the scoreboard. Remember, he was acting like an and asshole. And somebody guy. like threw a beer on him. Someone threw a beard on him, and then he went flying off into the crowd. And you know, do you remember the video where there's that humongous, big old dude just punching the shit out of him? In the, oh, in the yeah. fans? That was actually Ben Wallace's brother. <laughs> I remember finding out about that later. But man, that was such a pivotal. I I remember that so vividly because I was in high school. I remember the next day, that's all anyone could talk about. Um, God, it's crazy to think about. Fifteen years ago, I was in high school. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that was just like a, such a crazy thing. I remember Jermaine O'Neal, Ron Artest, and who else got suspended? 
Reggie Jackson? Or no, uh, Jermaine O'Neal, Ron Artest. Who was the third one off the Pacers that got suspended in that? I don't remember, man. I can't remember yeah. now either. Steven Jackson. Steven Jackson. The um, coach? No, Steven Jackson, the player. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was crazy too because I always liked the Pacers because a lot of my family comes from Indiana. Um, like a lot, like my dad's side of the family, a lot of them come from uh, New Pal area in Indianapolis. And so the Pacers are always my second squad. Like I've always been a big fan of Pacers. Like I loved my favorite era team ever was like the Pacers when they had like Jalen Rose, Rick Schmitz, uh, Mark Jackson, uh, Reggie Miller. That was just a great squad. Um, but yeah, I don't oh, know. It's, man. it's crazy that that was 15 years ago, man. So we're not going to completely switch gears because we're talking about crazy shit that happened in sports. Yes, But yes. we can talk a little bit about yes, Miles about Garrett and the Browns <laughs> yeah. versus uh, Mason Rudolph and the Steelers uh, so that happened crazy, this past man. Thursday. So crazy. Literally, one of, that, that shit looked like a hood fight. It was crazy. It was, it was one of the craziest things I've ever seen in professional sports, like yep. hands down. So, for those of you not familiar with this, Miles Garrett is a, def- a defensive end for the Cleveland Browns. Mason Rudolph is the backup quarterback behind Ben Roethlisberger, who hasn't been starting the past couple of weeks because Ben's been out, you know, mm-hmm. injured. So, I think it was it was definitely the fourth quarter. I think it was like the last like couple plays before the game ended. I think it was like maybe like twenty seconds left in the game or mm-hmm. something like that. You know how like the offense takes a knee or whatever. Like they took a knee and then I guess something got over. No, 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 no. They were trying to. They were trying to. What do they call it? They were. They were down, so they were trying to get another playoff. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, they were down, so they were. They were like down in the game, so they were trying to get another playoff. Mason Rudolph got sacked two times prior to this happening. Mm-hmm. The third time so he, he wasn't did, very happy. Right. <laughs> exactly. So third time he got sacked by Miles Garrett. However, he got kind of taken down a little hard, but you can kind of see Mason Rudolph kind of trying to... It looks like he tried to go for his helmet. Not kind of. I don't know if he tried to go he for his helmet, to rip his helmet or off. got stuck in the fucking face... His hand got stuck in the face mask or whatever the fuck it may be. You can't really tell from the mm. angle. But anyway, it, looked like, it looks like he tried to go for his helmet. I can't really say because I don't have a good vision on it. I, I watched However, it a couple of times. He's definitely... he. You can see him literally yeah. pulling on it. He's trying to rip I mean, his helmet off. I've heard off. somebody said that his something got stuck in the face mask or something like that. I mm. heard that too. So I don't know. I can't... Yeah. So I, I'll give, I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt just because yeah. I can't see it clearly. Mm-hmm. Which I think you're right, but I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. However, what I can see clearly... <laughs> <laughs> Is Mason Rudolph went to go back? Like I guess like the it was like two of the offensive linemen. They like kind of pushed him aside. Like, hey man, chill. Mason Mason Rudolph went back to try and fight him again, which led to Miles Garrett taking his helmet off and hitting Mason Rudolph in the head with the helmet. Mm-hmm. Uh, shit, you can't do that. No, you, <laughs> you definitely can't, can't do you that. Can't, definitely can't you, do that. You, you can't do that's not no, that's that's some NFL like blitz the league type shit. I've if I've ever seen it. I think Miles Garrett handed it like a total chump though in that press game conference talking about, oh, I'm not gonna let this guy bully me. Bitch, you started it. You antagonized that situation. No, you don't let this guy bully. He's big. You're bigger than him. <laughs> or no, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, Rudolph. I'm talking about Rudolph. Rudolph. Okay, yeah. my, okay. I'm, I'm like, wait a minute. I'm Miles Garrett is way sorry. bigger than him. Sorry, Are you I kidding those me? Around. No, Mason Rudolph at the press. He's like, I'm not going to let him bully me. This and that. Dude, you started it. You tried to rip the man's helmet off. Doesn't give him the right to hit you in the face with a helmet at all. But now are you seeing all this stuff that's coming out of the woodwork about Rudolph and how he's a big-ass Trump supporter. He's been going to these Trump rallies and antagonizing the I'm with Cap crowd. 
and this and that, and it's like, oh my god, I'm not I knew, touching I knew that. This was gonna spiral. I, I, here's the thing, I'm not gonna touch that part because that, that has nothing. About these guys. That has nothing to do with no, you're right. the incident totally. at hand. So I'm totally not even right. gonna touch that. No, I agree with you, but still, it's but just I funny. can only. It's but, funny. However, it's typical. Jesus Christ! But so, it's is funny too, though. On top of that, Marcus Pouncey was fucking stomping the shit out of Miles Garrett. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see what Terry Crews put on uh, Twitter? No. He goes. He goes. Now people will understand why I didn't react when because you know how he got molested or whatever by a Hollywood executive. Yeah. He's like now. He's like everyone told me I should have just beat the shit out of him. Should I beat his ass? This and that. He goes. Now do you understand why I didn't? He goes. The next day, who went to work the next day? He's like Rudolph went back to work. Garrett did not. He's like, Garrett suspended, out of the league, getting fined for all this and that. He's like, this is exactly why I did not react I don't blame him. in the situation. I'm like, that makes sense. It sucks. <laughs> it absolutely sucks, but, yeah. True. I mean, yeah. Uh, or, Oka, wasn't it, Okanobi, Okeechobee, uh, the, other, the other end for the Browns, he actually hit Mason Rudolph after the whole thing mm. was done. He got, they were going he, crazy. he got a game or two suspension. Marcus Pouncey got, like, two or three games. Uh, Miles Garrett, on the other hand, is in def is minimum suspended for the rest of the season and playoffs. Yeah, that's crazy. at minimum. I don't know if he just Mason Rudolph got what like thirty five thousand dollar fine. Yeah, something like that. No suspension. Yeah, and I mean, I guess you. It could have ended a lot worse if he hit him on like the top of the head or something. He could have killed the guy. Really, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't press charge. I, I feel like people in the locker room, like his boys, or not his boys, but like people in the locker room, like, hey, bro, don't don't press charge. Yeah. That. Well, but, he, uh, I mean, he admitted it himself. He's like, I, he's like, the way I handled that was terrible. He's like, I just should have never done that. I flew off the handle. I lost my cool. He already, he knows it was wrong. So he, at least he is uh, willing to admit and right his wrongs. You know what I mean? So. But that's yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> but uh, let's stay with football for a little bit, man. Because last night, dude, I got a clown on Philip Rivers a little bit. <laughs> Goddamn, bro, he played so pathetic. I didn't bad. watch it. Oh, you didn't, didn't watch, watch the game. Any, last I didn't watch night? any football last night. Oh my god, Philip Rivers threw four picks last night. Goddamn. Um, Come on, man, you're about to be a Hall of Famer. Come on now. Yeah, four picks last <laughs> night. Including one to end the game, he could have won. Like the, the, they, they were marching back down. They were down seven. They got it all. He threw this bomb up to I forget who, I forget who it was, but caught this like insane pass. It was better uh, catch than it was a throw. But he marches down there on the thirty yard line, has a chance to uh, tie the game with eighteen seconds left, and throws a pick in the end zone to end the game. So I got a cloud on Philip Rivers, and I was pissed too, man, because Philip Rivers is about to be a Hall of Famer, like one of the, probably one of the best players to play the game, but it's not going to win a ring. Oh yeah, for but, sure. Certainly isn't playing good this season, though. This is not a Hall of Fame season for him. This is like I mean, I this think is two back to back weeks where he's had. I he's think probably he had done after this year. Week. He's going to either done either this year or next year. I mean, who else is in that draft class? Him and Drew Brees. Yeah, I think so. Who else? Who, somebody else in that draft class from there too? Oh, I can't remember off the top of my head. Was that 03? Something like uh, 2000. 2000 uh, it was like 2000 or 2001, maybe. No, I want to say yeah, because I think I think he. Um, I think Drew Brees graduated from Purdue in 99. Because I remember my dad's a huge, my dad went to Purdue and he's a, I think that's when the Rose Bowl was that they were in. I want to say. 2004 draft. Eli Manning was the other one in that draft. Oh, okay. Yeah, so uh, Drew Brees was before these guys a few years. Um, Yeah, but no, he played a terrible game and I was pissed because I was up, like, I was in a neck and neck race with my dad in fantasy football and, my dad ended up beating me by two points last night. 
And all I wanted him to do is I just wanted Philip Rivers to give it to Hunter Henry because Hunter Henry was on my team, and it just oh, didn't dude, work out. They got a bunch of Larry Fitzgerald was in his draft class. Oh shit. Ben Roethlisberger was in this draft. Damn, class. really? Yeah. Roy Williams. I knew this. I knew this draft class was loaded. I just forgot who all was in there. <laughs> That's crazy. Damn. Oh, speaking of draft, man, we can talk a little bit about Tula from uh, Alabama. I don't know nothing about that. <laughs> so he's projected to be the number one pick in the NFL draft, like the quarterback. Oh yeah, from I don't Alabama know shit about killed. college sports because uh, dislocated his hip. Oh, that's not this good. This past uh, Saturday uh, in the game. So he's expected. To, I mean, obviously the season's done. He, I think he just had surgery a couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, prayers out to him. Hopefully, you know, can heal up soon. Like right now, I mean, they don't, they're expecting him not to play, play football again. Damn, that's terrible, dude. I that mean, sucks. dislocated hip. Yeah, I that mean, sucks. That's that's something. That's what took out. So for the, I forgot what the, I forgot fun. what the actual thing is. Like it's like something, some kind of. Not disease, but it's some kind of thing that settles in. Whatever it is, it took out Bo Jackson's career. Oh, shit. I didn't know about that. So, and they're scared too low. Like, if it heals, it's going to have that same effect. Mm. So, uh, you know, prayers out to him. Hopefully, you know, it gets back on the football field or, you know, you know, can walk the same. I'm so out of the loop with college football these days. Well, ever since I started working at Aunt Millie's because I work 12 hours on Saturdays, so I never get to watch college football. I saw, well, I heard that Michigan beat Michigan State over the weekend. Um, which is not. I it's kind of a weak game either either way. Either way you cut it, because neither team is really that great this season. Michigan or Michigan State isn't really that great. So, but um, I'm more of a state fan though. So that's where my sister and brother in law went. So I root for them usually. But they said, yeah, they said. I guess the surgery or the prognosis was excellent after a surgery though. So oh, that's good. That's good. That's good. My my best friend Most actually shot to my best friend Alex Birch out in Seattle. He just had hip surgery himself which is really bumming him out because he is a big-time hiker. He likes to go hiking and stuff in the mountains and stuff out there and go on little different uh, road trips to different places around uh, the West Coast area. And he's kind of laid up right now. So hopefully we can give you some good content here for you, uh, Birch, and so you can lay up and listen to some podcasts, my friend. Uh, heal up, buddy. And actually, I'm pretty excited because the 2020 uh, vacation request just came out for our job and i am taking my birthday week off this year and i'm gonna go visit him out in seattle that's nice. shit um but yeah that is uh all i had i think for the split let me, let me just double check make sure i didn't have everything else down for oh sports. we can talk a little bit about uh oh yeah check your checker sports but i do want to talk about one thing local yeah uh we saw that calendar john Newell King calendar <laughs> yeah, yeah let's Shout talk about to our it. boy kevin freighter <laughs> kevin we love you bro you sexy motherfucker <laughs> so for those of you guys who you know i really i shit on the metro times like in general because i'm not i'm not a fan of them i love but, metro times i'm i'm i got my own personal reasons against them but anyway so metro times released an article uh about johnny noodle king which you guys are familiar with if you guys you know are from the detroit area or familiar with the detroit area johnny noodle king is like one of my favorite Actually, one of the best ramen spots in general uh, in the city of Detroit, probably the state of Michigan. Uh, my boy Kevin Freighter is the manager over there, and I guess they just released their uh, their cat. They had like these wholesome quote, tasteful quote unquote, nudes. tasteful, <laughs> tasteful nude calendar shoot. <laughs> and Kevin Freighter was Mr. December. Yes, sir. And it's I just want to give him a quick shout out for covering up his junk with a big light. 
Like a big Christmas light. <laughs> and a big old bowl of ramen on his and knee. And a big old bowl so of ramen on his knee. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, you can go on E-Man's Facebook page, and he posted it a little bit ago, or I'm sure Kevin has it on his page as well. You know what? Can we just make that um, like the, the photo for the podcast? Oh, dude, hell yeah. <laughs> if Kevin's cool with that, I'll definitely make that <laughs> for this week. I'm going to call week's... him after this. Uh, sure cool. We'll hit up Kevin. I, already t- I talked to Kyle a little bit ago when I was on the way to the podcast today. Um, and I wanted to make sure to shout out what they're doing with that too. So, oh yeah, what the, the calendar is is to raise aware or not to, to raise funds for homeless animals in Detroit. So uh, you can buy the calendar. Metro Times has a link to it. You can probably go on Johnny Noodle King's website and you can find it. But uh, I think you can get like I think it's one calendar for ten or like three for twenty or something like that. And all the proceeds go to um, finding shelter for. Homeless and abandoned animals in Detroit, which there is plenty of them. Trust me, we live down there. There's cats running around our crib all the goddamn time. Um, on top of all the stray pits and stuff that are around there, and it's just it's sad because the shelters are all overwhelmed and they don't have enough space for a lot of these places. So a lot of these animals in the wintertime are just kind of left out in the cold and shit, and it really sucks. Um, the dog fighting rings and stuff are kind of an epidemic in Detroit, which is a, bothers me because pit bulls are the shit, man. They're such loyal animals and awesome dogs so go support that movement i'm definitely gonna buy a calendar and have kevin hanging up all year round in our crib because <laughs> that's it's, the it's shit. just gonna be december year round yeah. <laughs> it's gonna be a heat wave in december with kevin out there <laughs> that's literally one of the greatest things i've seen all year it really i was having a shitty day today too man and then e-man was like bro you gotta go check out this photo of kevin and that really brightened up my day that and listening to Dave and Chuck today while Chuck was singing, um, <laughs> he was actually, this is kind of will lead me into the next topic I wanted to talk about. Um, so Motley Crue is going, so even Motley Crue, Poison, and who <laughs> Def, are, Leppard. Def Leppard are going on tour. <laughs> so, Just the age on that tour, man. Which I'm is hilarious. Sure. Oh man, they well, look like such old assholes. What's the combined age on that tour? <laughs> oh, I'm 65 probably. <laughs> that's probably the average, that's probably the median age on Jesus that tour. Jesus Christ. Mick Mars looks like he's already dead. Nick Mars is already old as fuck when he joined <laughs> yeah, Motley Crue. So he, he's had scoliosis for like ever, and he can like, I don't know how they put him up on like a, like a stand or something i don't know what the hell they're gonna do but vince neal andy kept saying vince neal looks like an ohio aunt which was cracking me up he's like it looks like your aunt that comes to thanksgiving dinner <laughs> but uh the funniest vince shit ever looks like, like he popped out about like five kids oh, bro God, dude, it was so, so, <laughs> so chuck was like he's like i don't know if you've heard motley Crue sing anytime recently he's like but vince neal vince neal basically just makes noises and doesn't sing the lyrics and chuck went on doing his impression of vince neal and then they pulled up a clip from one of the most one of the last shows they did, and Chuck had it like so spot on. If you didn't listen to today's uh, episode of Dave and Chuck, you should definitely listen to it because it was a fucking hilarious episode. They were so on point today. Um, but I just wanted to like that brought me into this because I wanted to talk about farewell tours and how big of a crock of shit they are, in my opinion. Because first of all, they said Nikki Six himself said in 2014 he would never. No amount of money, no person, no company, no nothing could ever get him to do another reunion after they did the farewell in 2014. Well, it looks like that was a big crack of shit because money talks and they are back to do another tour. I mean, here's the thing. Between that and taxes and that shit, that'll get you. By the way, oh, yeah. not a crock of shit, but it is on a farewell tour. I do want to go to the Elton John shit if it's not sold out. Dude, that's, that would, that'd be fucking amazing. I would actually that. love to see that shit. That'd be amazing. Because he's um, coming back to Little Caesars Arena in May. Yeah. 
It's just funny to note too because all right, so I used to be a big Kiss fan back in the day when I was in like middle school. Well, that's and your early first problem. Well, actually, no. <laughs> that's early, your first early Kiss is fucking dope. Early, like, no, early Kiss is cool. They're just like, a bunch of money grabbing whores, especially Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons Stanley. is a piece of shit. Like, he kind of is a piece of shit. I'll go with that. On you. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'll go with that. But no, it's just funny to me because in nineteen no, actually the year two thousand. Me, Joe Marcos, and Birch, and Birch's dad took us to the fucking Kiss Farewell Tour. And right now, they're on the Kiss Farewell Tour again, 20 years later. <laughs> they're, like, about to finish it up. So, like, it just goes to show you that, man, they're, everyone's got a price. And Gene Simmons especially, he's, like, one of the Gene biggest Simmons money was doing tour. <laughs> Gene Simmons is doing solo tours at, like, what was it? What's the casino in, uh, over, like, in Windsor? Oh, uh Caesars? Caesar, yeah, he's yeah. doing the fucking tour over there. It's just so funny. And it's not Kiss anymore. I mean, well, I guess the same could be said about the Black Crows thing that's going on, which I'm really excited about, actually. But I thought there was going to be more of the original band involved in that, and it's really only Chris and Rich Robinson, which I'm kind of bummed there's no Steve Gorman playing drums or Mark Ford on guitar. But I still got to see it because, man, I have so many memories with Black Crows. But this one, man... I. <laughs> This particular I think it's time for tour, Kiss just to hang it up, and it's time for all these other like no, the Motley Crue, Poison. It's time to hang it up. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, hell no. <laughs> it's time to hang it up. They sound terrible. No. Vince Neil can't sing. Worth the shit. Mick okay. Mars can't even stand up. Tommy Lee can still so, rock the fuck out on Tommy drums. Tommy Lee but trying to sue Travis Scott over shit still. But Did he? It? I didn't. Even, oh yeah, you're right. The, the roller coaster <laughs> yeah. thing. That's right. That is funny, man. That is funny. Um. But I, I, that's all I have for this week. If you want to pull up this last song to lead them out with, um, it's actually oh, real quick. Yeah, go ahead. So I know we touched on uh, John Witherspoon passing away last week, right? Yeah. So I, one thing I found out about was Ice Cube actually explained the reason for why they they never did the final Friday movie. Really, I didn't yeah. hear this. It was actually in the. Uh, he did. He was when he gave his speech, like at the funeral. It actually talked about. Oh, it. I saw a little bit of his. So that it part. was due to New Line Cinema, actually. Oh. New Line I Cinema. I thought that it was coming out though, right? They were they were gonna do it, and then I guess they gave him two scripts. They didn't like either one of the scripts. Really? Yeah. That sucks. I that's forgot. Bummer. He actually name dropped the two people from New Line Cinema that vetoed it. No, oh, that's crazy. So, um. Well, if you want to get this pulling up, I'll describe where I heard this track. It's actually a track by Donovan. Actually, you can just type in the name. Oh. It'll be easier to... Yeah, one more thing. One more thing real quick. Billboard uh, released their top albums of the decade. Yep. And you saw who was number one? You told me about it, yes. Yes. Kanye West, My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Which will you will you will not get any gripe from me about that one because that oh, was the last that Kanye album. album that I absolutely loved. That is that absolutely one of my right favorite there. albums. That's a great album. In any genre. Period. Like I, I love that album, and I'm really glad I made the list at number one. I I don't know if I agree with the placement necessarily. Yeah, I'm not gonna put it's it in definitely in my top. I definitely would put it in my top five, but it's definitely it's, yeah. It's I can tell you right now, it's definitely gonna be in my top because me and E Man are doing our top twenty of the of the decade. Um, since it's gonna be the year 2020, we decided to go with 20 albums. So what I'm gonna do because there's gonna be it's gonna be way too hard for me to pick and order this. I'm going to do two from each year. Two of my That's favorites from each idea. year is what I'm going to do. And we're going to mention some honorable mentions along the way, but we're just going to talk about our top 20. Um, I'm not sure. What, we don't have a date exactly for that episode for you yet. I kind of want to wait till the whole year wraps up because you never know. There could be a sneak attack awesome album that might 
jump right up into there for right. me, so you never know. But um, and one more quick thing before yeah. we end, no, yeah, Jeffrey Epstein, uh, the Didn't two kill prison- himself. <laughs> well, yeah, obviously the two <laughs> <laughs> the two prison guards that uh dropped the ball on checking on him uh-huh. were just indicted on murder charges. Oh shit, really? Like today? Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, that just happened. Oh, that's awesome. Today. Oh, that's crazy. Um, it's hilarious how many memes and shit there is about Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. It's really got cracking me up. Joe Rogan's been fucking posting millions of them. But um, get this pulled up while I... The song is called Season of the Witch, which is a song that I actually wasn't familiar with. Um, it's by an artist named Donovan, who is a classic rock um, icon. He's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. By Lana Del Rey? No, by, <laughs> by Donovan. Um, and actually, where I heard this song on is a... Show that I think is worth mentioning because I am fucking hooked right now. Ray Donovan? Um, no. Okay. I saw Donovan. I got excited. Nope, definitely not. Um, Came back this week. It's called Mr. Mercedes. Um, I forget what. I think it's on the Audience Network, which is exclusive to AT&T. I've, I've, I'm the streaming fuck it. What the is that? I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm, I'm streaming it right channel now. Before. You can, you can, I think you can get it on Amazon Prime as well, but... um. It is starring Brendan Gleeson, who I think is an amazing actor. He was in the Harry Potter movies. He was um, in the movie In Bruges with Colin Farrell, which is a great fucking movie. If you haven't seen In Bruges, go watch In Bruges. It's an amazing movie, um, which is basically about like two hitmen hiding out in Bruges because of something that went wrong. But anyways, this show is called Mr. Mercedes, and it's about a guy who... Um, drove a Mercedes through a crowd of people, killing 16 people. And Brendan Gleeson's character was um, a police detective on his way out. Um, and this was like his final case, and he couldn't figure, he couldn't solve the case. And this is now two years later. He's in his retirement, and the killer is now fucking with him by sending him all these cryptic messages on his computer and just really bugging with him. And so now he's kind of going after the case again. And it's got, um, I don't want to butcher his name. What's uh, the dude from Central Park 5 that just won the award? Uh, uh, I don't know. I'm going to pull it up I know right you're now. talking so about, I'm though. Fuck it up. Um, Central Park 5. But anyways, it's about him trying to resolve this case and find, um, find out who did it. And the guy that, one of the guys that's in it is from, he played Dr. Frankenstein on Penny Dreadful, if you saw that show, which was really fantastic shit. Um, let me see. Let me get to cast. Oh shit! I want the I want the TV series, not the documentary. TV show. I will get this because this kid's worth noting because he's a really good actor. Um, Jarrell Jerome. Um, he won for the Central Park Five, and he's on this. He he's he plays a dude. Like a four point two grade point average student that lives in Brendan Gleason's neighborhood, who's kind of friendly with Brendan Gleason. He cuts his grass. He pays him to cut his lawn and stuff. But he's really tech savvy, so he's kind of helping him try to uh, help him solve this case. And it's just a really good show. Got and it. and he's like uh, Brendan Gleason's character is big into listening to vinyl. So on the end of the episode, he put this Donovan song on, and I was like, damn, I don't, I had to Google it right away because I'm like, this shit is great. Real quick. Doctor Sleep is absolutely amazing, by the way. Oh, I awesome. forgot I forgot to talk about that. So for those of you who are familiar with uh The Shining, Doctor Sleep was the sequel to The Shining that actually recently came out a couple weeks Follows ago. Follows Danny's character Follows, up. Yeah, Danny is an adult played by Erwin McGregor, who uh, if you guys are familiar with the Star Wars series is Obi-Wan. 
You and McGregor's amazing, dude. He's dude, awesome in everything. I'm such a big fan of this movie. Like Rose the Hat, like the main antagonist in the movie, is probably one of my favorite horror movie characters of all time. Sweet. And like, Stephen I, King even said he liked it. It dude, flopped at the box office, which sucks for them, but I mean, here's the thing. It's been a shitty box office run for everybody because Charlie's Angels came out. That was a flop. flop. The fucking uh the, the Ford vs. Ferrari did really well. No, it didn't. Yeah, it did. It won the box Did office it? this, this I mean, week. not by much. I mean, it still was like an all-time low for the box office. Well, I, people just aren't going to see movies as That's much what I'm saying. Like, yeah, yeah, it's just, yeah. I mean, it's still shit. sit in their own home and do that shit, especially in the wintertime. Well, Dr. Sleep came out like two weeks ago, I think, though. Did it? Yeah, yeah. probably. I think you're right. I think it did. Um, but no, I'm a big fan of this movie in general. Like, one of my favorite, like, from a cinematography standpoint, is one of the best things I've seen in a long time. Uh, the story, I'm going to be honest, there are a lot of cringeworthy parts in this whole movie. It's a lot, like, it's a lot more brutal than The Shining was. So, so just to give you guys a heads up, because I know it took a Lindsay and she cried twice during the movie. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, shit. It's, 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 it's kind of brutal. That's awesome. No, it's so good, though. Oh, also, and one like, more one, thing worth... Oh, yeah, go ahead and finish. I'm sorry. Right. So, one thing I just want to note real quick why it's called Dr. Sleep. So, Danny... Danny gets a job in the in the movie, like it's in the book in the movie. I can talk about this part because it really doesn't affect the storyline. It's just a cool little fucking cliff note about it. Was why they call it Doctor Sleep. He gets a job as an orderly in a hospice center, and there's this cat there, and the cat kind of knows. He kind of just knocks on the door. Whoever patient is about to pass away, mm-hmm. and then Liam Neeson kind of. Oh, not Liam Neeson. I'm sorry. <laughs> fucking Ian McGregor's McGregor. character. He got. I don't know why the fuck I said Liam Neeson. <laughs> anyway, he, he, he goes in, and then he can kind because he, he, he has the Shining, which the Shining, if you're familiar with, it, is kind of like that sixth sense about everything yeah. like that. So he can kind of tell when the care when this person's about to die or pass along, and it's just when he when they see him, he know they're about to go to sleep. That's why they call him Doctor okay. Sleep. Okay. Which I thought was kind of cool. So he, he just kind of comforts them in their time of need and everything like that. He goes, like, I can see my family and everything like that. He goes, yes, everything, you know, is going to be there for you, like, exactly how you picture it. Mm-hmm. So he's one of those people, like, he knows they're about to die and he just comforts them in their time before they go to sleep. So mm-hmm. that's why they call him Dr. Sleep, which I thought that was a really cool, like, little tidbit of that movie. That's awesome. Yeah. One last thing I wanted to note before we go is... If you haven't started Dr. Robot yet, start Dr. Robot, because this final season, season four that's going on right now, is some of the best film I have ever seen in my goddamn life. It is phenomenal. Last week's episode, I'm not even joking you, no bullshit, is probably one of the best television episodes I've ever watched, period, out of any show ever. Uh, This shit is Breaking Bad level good to me. This shit is Sopranos level good to me. The writing is just so good. Uh, he did the last episode in five stages, like a play, and it was all set in one spot. And Rami Malik and the actors involved in the last episode, um, Christian Slater, and um, shit, I, I, I don't want to butcher the other two guys' names, but the, everyone on the last episode was so good. It was so goddamn intense. I was like shook. It was such a good ass episode. Uh, Sam, or, um, Sam Esmail, who does the show. You're a genius, dude. I cannot wait for your new show to start after uh, Mr. Robot ends. But if you haven't started Robot, I am telling you, I give it my my highest praise. You should definitely go check this show out. It is so damn good. And other shows, Mandalorian's good. Ray yes, Donovan's back. Ray Donovan's thank back. God. And Shameless <laughs> is back, too. Shameless is back, I'm, too. I'm caught is... up on all three. So I'm like, fuck. Oh, yes. man. And Watchmen, too. Watchmen's I'm been in, great I'm as in well. TV heaven. Yeah, Watchmen's been great. It's been really good. Um, but anyways, yeah, that's what we got for you. We're going to end this with Season of the Witch uh, by Donovan, and we will catch you guys next week.
Thank you for listening. Peace. Peace.